Oh, g'day. How you doing? <laughs> I knew I thought, you were going to do I that thought, to me. I thought I'd give you one. I haven't done it in a long time. I just I just said to Tim, he was like, let's let's hit record, and, and I just we shoved d- food in my gob. But like, come on. We record it at the same time every day. I'm hungry today. Today. Always. You're distracted every day at this time. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I need to change expectations of the team. Yes. Be better. <laughs> Can we do that? Can we manage that? Nah, I've tried. Because otherwise, now, now 45 seconds in and I'm just critically giving you <laughs> feedback. That's what these podcasts are, right. aren't they? Um, anything you'd like to say before we get into the show today? Um, I just want to apologise uh, for what you're about to hear with my conversation with my boyfriend. Let's put that at the top of the podcast. Yeah, get I it was, out of the way. I was going to. We did a prank on your boyfriend, but to make it seem like it was a prank, you had to do something so that he didn't seem... Suspicious. Sus on you. Yeah, it, we have our own little, um, almost like a little language. Um, yeah, you do baby talk. Yeah. Sh- I didn't re- <laughs> realise how embarrassing Cheshy. it was until I had to listen back to it. <laughs> and then you had to listen back to it more than I, I did. Yeah, when I edited the audio after we pranked your boyfriend, <laughs> having to listen it in the most highest quality. <laughs> you yelling at me because I don't do baby talk with my wife? Well, I mean... I told you, I call her Boo Boo Baggins, but in a very formal voice. No, but why voice. do you call her Boo Boo Baggins? Because she looks like Bilbo Baggins, but a female. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins' wife. Yeah, Bilbo Baggins' wife. Boo Boo Baggins. <laughs> but I say it like how I would address the Prime Minister. Yep. Boo Boo Baggins. <laughs> what are we having for dinner? Boo Boo. Um, and I get called Cutie Baby Sexy. We're, we're both. <laughs> I want you to listen back to this. And you feel even worse than what you did before. Tim and Jess. In reality television in Australia in particular, Jeff, there's a lot of shows where it's like you, your dad, you, your partner, mm-hmm. you, your brother. It's always going in in pairs of teams. The Amazing Race does it, and so does The Block Australia. Yes, and I feel like you're not in a relationship until you've turned to your partner and said, we could do The Block. Now, in particular, <laughs> you and your boyfriend, Akshay, yep. the prince, are very into the block. Now, Mm. I wouldn't say you're a huge fan of watching the show, but you just love the concept. Look, I do love watching, um, you know, the the big reveals and stuff. Uh, And every time we watch it... Do you like the first episode and the last episode? (laughs) (laughs) Every time we watch it, uh, me and my partner look at each other and he's like, ah, we wouldn't be able to do this. Like, we have no building experience. And I'm like the blind confidence one. Like, yes, we could absolutely do it. And not only could we do it, but we'd win. Yeah. So we thought we'd have a bit of fun with your boyfriend after the show yesterday. We gave him a call, of course, recording every single thing, (laughs) pretending that because we work in radio, we had a connection with the producers of The Block and they'd reached out to you because they wanted somebody on radio to Mm -hmm. apply for the show. Not just apply, Tim. I said to my boyfriend Akshay yesterday that we'd already got the gig yep. if we wanted it. So now the cutesy baby voice that you two uh, have in your relationship. I had to commit. Otherwise, he would have known we were recording. Yep. So Here is Jess calling her boyfriend Akshay yesterday, telling him that they'd made it onto next season of The Block. Hello, my cutie. Hello, my cutie. You buy a chef, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Tim's just gone to go to the toilet. I'm going to try a new cafe this morning. Yeah? What are you trying? Why are you so cute with me? <laughs> um, actually, there's an email just come today. Mm-hmm. And uh, how much do you feel like embarrassing yourself for me? <laughs> I'm they... not doing an ad. No, it's not an ad. They want to know if we want to go on the block. Are you serious? Yeah. 
They're looking for like a radio person to put on the block and they reached out to like a bunch of radio stations and they're asking who wants to do it. I don't know, kitty. We'd be good. We'd be funny. No, we're not that funny. We are funny. We're like funny to each other, but like if you're outside looking in and going, what the f*** is wrong with those two? (laughs) I think, you know, if you do all the building and I do all the like decorating, I think we could win. Yeah. You, you you'll do it cuz like I think they've got the team here now like I can I can call them up and and ask them. <laughs> How bad do you want to do it? Like really badly. Kitty, I, I don't comfy on the TV. I don't want to be on the TV. I think you'd be really good on the TV. You're very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just think about it, okay? Actually, I hang on, wait. Scott Cam's here. Yeah, g'day, mate. It's Scotty Cam. Seven o'clock. We want you on the block. Seven o'clock on Channel Nine. I'm more of a Jamie Dury OG fan. Oh, well, Shelley Craft will have something to say about that. G'day, it's, it's Scotty Cam. They don't want us for the block. No one wants us. That's what I thought. <laughs> that was hard to hear, mate. If I'm being completely honest, that's how you communicate with him. Yeah, that's how we talk all the time. Oh, cutie. Sure. <laughs> I got a bit of, um because uh, we're always recording in here, Jess, I got a bit of extra audio that I don't know if you still thought we were recording. Oh, God. just really drives home uh, how your boyfriend was feeling about it after we uh, pranked him on the phone. It would be so annoying. I'd be working, you'd be going, why aren't you paying attention to me? <laughs> why don't you love me? And, like, no offence, mate, you you in there you were saying, like, oh, you'd be the decorative person. Yeah. Your aesthetic is Kmart, and you would have $50,000 left over in the budget. It would be the cheapest house in block history. And how much money would we end up winning? I don't think you get to keep the change. <laughs> Tim and Jess. Tim, growing up a young little wog girl, um... <laughs> I, I had dreams of becoming a big celebrity just like Nick Giannopoulos. And that's why you must be pretty wrapped. Just like everyone else that is joining us right now to talk about his brand new movie, Wog Boys 3, Nick Giannopoulos. Thanks for coming by the show. Good morning, Tim and Jess. Uh, pleasure to be on with you guys. Now, Wog Boys 3 hitting cinemas very soon. Uh, can you give us a quick speed up on Wog Boys 1 and 2? Where did we finish off before we leaped forward into Wog Boys 3? Wog Boy 1, I think everyone's familiar with. World's biggest toll bludger gets found out. Uh, has to go on national television to uh, get respect back for himself, which he does. Ends up bringing down a corrupt minister. Second one, Frank, and uh, played by Vince Colosimo and Steve, head off to Mykonos. Meet two very gorgeous girls by the end of the film. Very much in love, drinking ouzo, smashing plates. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> so number three... Things have uh, kind of got upside down. Uh, things aren't going that well for Steve. He's lost his mojo. He lost the beautiful, the Greek girl uh, he fell in love with in Mykonos has uh, left him. He's driving a taxi and he hasn't spoken to Frank in eight years. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's a good recap. It's I'm a good a hook. Fan. It's a good Thank hook. Thank you. Not bad for 8 a.m. in the morning for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, haven't had my Greek coffee yet. <laughs> Now, Nick, uh, you guys have been doing some uh, preview screenings. You just had them in Melbourne last weekend. You're going up to Sydney this weekend. Can you tell us about these preview screenings if people want to head along to Sydney still this weekend? But the 3 o'clock Sunday, if you really want to come down and see, be one of the very first to see the film, there's uh, lots of great seats still available, wogboys.com. And the Melbourne shows went off. It was absolutely massive. I'm absolutely wrapped with the uh, kind of reaction of the fans. A lot of them are saying, you know, 
loved it more than the first. It's got lots of laughs and lots of heart. The cool thing about this one is you've brought in the the next generation of Wogs. Uh, well, I'm I'm very excited to go. I'm I'm planning to go see it with all my cousins on oh, October. Okay. Was it fifteen of you going? Yeah, Jess? there's fifteen of us you, going. Jess, when you make your booking, are you going to call all your cousins at the same time to say you only have to pay the booking fee once? Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm organising it. I'm, <laughs> for it and then everyone's no, paying me. Yeah. And they all go in one car so they don't have to pay for the yep. parking lot. <laughs> so wait, you guys brought in the Sushi Mango Boys as well into oh, this great. movie, sure which is did. awesome. I love those guys. They are like yeah. the next generation of Wogs. What's it like they working sure with them? Are. I discovered them on the internet in 16, did a stage show with them called Wogs at Work. They'd never read a script, never been on stage. was a huge learning curve for those guys who are literally making videos out of the back of their car, and then did another show with them and Mary Kustis, of course, who's famous for playing Effie in Acropolis now, called Star Wogs, and that's when they really hit their stride. And they've just gone on to much bigger and better things since then. I had no hesitation in putting them in this film. I'm really close mates with the guys. Got a great relationship, great working relationship, and they're very funny in this film, as is Vince Colosimo, and, and you know, occasionally I am too, you know. <laughs> Now, Nick, Jess um, has told me she has a challenge for you mm-hmm. to help me with something, and I'm I'm very confused about what's about I to mean, happen. I mean, for the first time ever on this show, I think, uh, Nick, uh, the Wogs Out um, rank uh, the Aussies <laughs> on this show, so <laughs> there's more Wogs okay. in the room. Um, I love it. <laughs> so I just wanted to, I wanted to put you to the test. Is there a question that we can ask Tim to make him an honorary Wog? If he can answer this Whoa. question correctly, can he join our club? Uh, all right, I'll yeah. You, you ready for this, Tim? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> okay. If you're a wog boy, at what age should you start plucking your monobrow? <laughs> well, without being stereotypically offensive here and really dismantling a huge demographic. Sorry about that. It's it's pretty true. I imagine you come out of your mother's womb with a pair of tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Tim, I'm I offended. One, I, can't no, I, I knew it was a trap. I knew it was a trap. There you go. Um, Mate, well, the answer to the question is five years old. Five okay, years old. Okay, great. Right. <laughs> All right, great. I feel so offended And you I'm start like whacking your back when you're 10. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Keep it in the evens. Yeah, great. Okay. You and you pluck your nose hairs when you're about 17. All right, yeah, yeah, right. If you want to see Wog Boys Forever, it is in cinemas October 6th. Is that right, Nick Giannopoulos? In cinemas nationwide. And I hope you guys really love it. We love making it. It's an absolute pleasure to be on the show with you today, guys. Thank you. Get that fun feeling in the morning. Tim and Jess. And yesterday, we all collectively learnt that at the age of 31, Jess finally was swooped by a magpie. Yes. So long. So long. You've never had that heart racing fear of a magpie swooping down on you. Which is why when I did get swooped, it was such a shock and I ran. I ran for the first time in five years, Tim, I ran. I'm almost numb to it at this point. You know, I live next to a park, (laughs) but I've befriended my magpies and they haven't swooped me since last year. Yeah, see, people say this, but I don't know if that's a a thing that actually works. It is. uh, Ali in Bendigo, firstly, how old are you and have you never been swooped? By a magpie. Thirty-eight, and I have never been swooped by a magpie. Thirty-eight. Okay, so you've okay. already overtaken Jess. That's yeah, because we are looking for the oldest person who's never been swooped by a magpie. But Ellie, you said there's a there's a trick to not getting swooped. There is a trick. So my grandmother's eighty-four, and she always told me if you feed the magpies, that no matter where you go, they will never swoop you. Because you're a friend. To this day, she still feeds them every single. 
single morning. Two of them actually come to her back door and tap on the glass. And she hasn't been swooped either. But do they let their friends know? Is it like, oh, g'day, Gary. Yeah, now Sheila down the road. Yeah, she's she's fed me. She's, she's fine. fine. Don't swoop her. I don't know, but it just it does work. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually feed them, but my dogs eat dry dog food and they don't always eat all of it. So the magpies come and eat it. So it's like a, a leftover thing and they, yeah, don't. Incredible. Just, don't Poor dogs. Yeah. See, but I'm talking, my father-in-law, Kim, he's got an army of magpies. Yes. There's about 14 Terrifying. that he has. Come, and they're, they're lovely, Jess. They're They'd just there in case in. you um, stuff up, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Holly and Bendigo, how old are you? Uh, I'm 40 years old. Never been swooped by a magpie. Do you avoid it or is it just do you think your life in particular, you've been mani- you've been able to avoid it? Um, oh, been able to avoid it, but I've also, um, I, I talk to them and I, I'm, Make friends with, try to make friends with them so that they don't swoop. What do you say to a magpie? Like, hey, don't, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just chat away. <laughs> and also, I'm a calling with supporter, so maybe they already. They, they oh, sense yes, that. They, they leg- sense legally, that, yeah. they aren't allowed to swoop you. <laughs> Amanda in Maryborough, you've never been swooped. How old are you? 52. Get it? Oh, oh we've, my we've, God. In first position How have you gone half a century without a magpie sweeping? Thanks for putting it that way. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> just left, I guess. I have no idea. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess you're just yeah. a special one, Amanda. Amanda, do you want Absolutely. us to take you to a park and get swoops? Yeah. Like, we'll give you a helmet, make sure you're all safe, or you still you yeah, want to get, you want yeah, to crack no, the ton? No. Oh, yeah, I'm torn. <laughs> this is a long time. Look, you don't want to get smooped, we'll, Amanda. We'll call, you don't. We'll call you back in 48 years. I think that's why. And Jess, our final caller here, Janet in Bendigo. You've never been swooped. How old are you? I'm 62. 62. Coming up what on a your, life, Janet. What's, what's the what's the 60 year jubilee for the Queen? Yeah. Is it the platinum? You, you, you just hit no, your pl- plat- platinum is 70. 70. Maybe a diamond, diamond jubilee yeah. uh, of never being swooped. Do you want to be swooped, Janet? No, not really. But I um I have a, every year I have a little um, mum and dad and magpies come to my balcony and I feed all the birds around my feed property. So. You've got to befriend them. Feed them, chat to them. You've got to remember, at the end of the day, it's they're swooping because they're protecting their young baby little mag pets. Mm-hmm. So know? dress up no, in... No, no, but, no, but they bring their babies to meet me. Well, oh I, my w- God. I would too. It's good when you have a baby. You want to show it to yeah. your friends and family. So that makes sense, mate. Tim and Jess on hit. Oh, my God. It's a 60-second celebrity. Yes, Tim. Once a week, we like to bring each other a challenge. Uh, this week, you will be guessing the celebrity, uh, and I will give you 60 seconds to ask as many questions as you like. They have to be yes or no questions, and you mm. only get three guesses. Now, this game, I think we started really strong at the start of the year when we mm-hmm. started playing it, and I think the stress and the pressure <laughs> has got to both of us because there has been a... Just don't overthink it. But I'm trying to not play you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because it has to be someone that is considered to be known by most. Yes. But it also can't be someone that's too obvious because then I'll just be like, Boom. It is definitely someone that has been in the news this week, though. So take your headphones off. I'm going to tell everyone else who this is, who right. you'll be guessing today. Okay, Tim has blocked his ears. Today he will be guessing Kylie Minogue. Okay, I'll tell you why after. Tim, come back. Here we go. I love how you get my attention. <laughs> Tim. Tim. Wave your little hands around like a bird. All right. 60 seconds. Yeah. One celebrity. Go for it. 
Am I male? No. Am I Australian? Yes. Ooh. Am okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did I release music in the early two thousands? Yes. Was I ever a judge on an Australian reality show? No. Oh, so I'm not Delta Goodrum. (laughs) Interesting. Female Australian. Do I play the drums? No. I'm not G Flip either. That's thirty seconds to go. Okay. Um. All right. Actress. Yes. Was I in a band when I did music? No. <laughs> but am I? But I do sing. Yes. Oh. Um. <laughs> do I have a sister that's less famous than me? Yes. <laughs> I'm Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> that's sorry. a bit harsh on sorry. Danny, mate. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> I, yeah, I was, I was almost convinced I was going to be Delta Goodrum today because <laughs> she was on stage with Robbie Williams yes. at the AFL Grand Final. Well, What's Kylie making news for? Because she's going to be on an even bigger stage, arguably, at World Pride opening concert oh. next year in 2023. Uh, she's going to be kicking off uh, the Sydney World Pride right. Festival. I don't know. The AFL Grand Final is a pretty big dance, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not as inc- inclusive, but They're wow. expecting 500,000 attendees wow. uh, and tens of thousands of international visitors as well for this LGBTQI event. Okay, incredible. Oh, boy. I was really, like, when it got to about 15 <laughs> seconds, I was in pain. But <laughs> always having a less famous sister, unless I was going to be, because then I couldn't be the Veronicas, because they're equally as famous. Do you think so? I don't think of one Veronica more than the other. Who's your favourite Veronica, though? Do you have a favourite? <sighs> no, they're both very nice. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Whereas Kylie's my favourite. No, I'm sorry to say it. I think, so we, all, I think we would all say it. Tim and Jess. Tim, on thirteen ten sixty, we're talking wedding registries. Uh, can you be very specific on these things? Because a couple of stories have popped up over the last week that I think are a little interesting. I think keeping it specific in certain ways is helpful. Right. Where if you just have like a wishing well or a money bucket or mm. a barrel of cash, whatever you want to call it, and just say, this will go towards us as a family now. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, we only want... 50s, and we only want it to be for <laughs> our honeymoon, or we only well, want it to be for our mortgage. And one bride asking for receipts with her wedding gifts, just in case she wants to make some returns. Mm, bold, bold call. Very bold. Uh, and so, look, 131060, we're asking, can you actually do this? Is this okay? Before we hit the phones, Jess, you're not married. No. In a hypothetical world, let's say you and your boyfriend actually get Engaged. Fingers crossed. A wedding. Um, what do you think you'd do? Yeah, no, I don't think I'd have one. I'd, I'd, I'd I feel... Ne- you'd have nothing. I'd feel weird about a wedding registry. I even feel a little weird about asking for a wishing well. I'm like, oh, if people want to bring presents, they'll bring presents. All right, yeah, sure, you don't want... Yeah, I'm sure in Macedonian culture, giving money to the bride oh, is no. a normal thing. Macedonian weddings, yeah. you have to bring, like, a wad of cash. There's just, like, yeah. throw money at the bride and groom all day. So asking for more money on top of the money you're already Is a little embarrassing, get. yeah. All right. <laughs> Boy, I wish I identified as Macedonian. Uh, Amy in Bendigo on thirteen ten sixty. Amy, what are your thoughts on wedding registries or asking for receipts with wedding gifts? No. <laughs> you know what? And that's enough time. No, no, straight up. Amy, uh, are you married yourself? I've been engaged for 13 years. <laughs> oh, don't worry, it's just around just the corner, rushing Amy. rushing to the altar, Amy. Yep. You just, is, it, is the reason you've been engaged 13 years is you just can't crack if you want a wishing well, if you want <laughs> exactly a registry? That's exactly it. I just can't work it out. Do I want a registry? Like, 
what do I put on the registry? Mm. <laughs> well, so you've still got time to be like this bride and put on the wedding invitation. Hey, Nothing please insert your receipt or don't bring a gift. <laughs> Exactly. Like maybe I should do this. But I see as much as you go, oh the receipt the receipt thing's a little bit icky, Amy, do you kind of like it in a way, say if someone gets you like the exact same toaster or the, or like you've already got a fridge and someone's like, Oh, I've got you a fridge and you go, Well I don't that's so lovely, but it I don't want you to waste your money on something mm-hmm. I already have. Do you understand it in that way? I do, but I also would be like, Wow, you brought me a fridge. That's, that's not cheap. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> maybe maybe it's like keep the receipt but don't give it to me. Right. Yeah. But I exactly. think people do that. Unless anyway. I ask for it. Yeah. Like that's... But no, but like don't like if you buy something significant, yeah. you keep the receipt anyway. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. So yeah. just keep it and just don't say anything. Yeah. But she wants all the receipts so that she can make yeah. returns. That's the whole point yeah, of the right. right. She's get something on sale. Like what if you <laughs> Spending 200 bucks on something and it's 50% off, then you look like a tie-off. Yeah. I think <laughs> we are it, adding too many, but what if? Yeah. This is getting confusing for me. <laughs> but I just think everyone, we should have a barrel that is burnt and we throw coins in it and then we roll it down the hill and whatever falls out at the end, the bride and the groom get the cake. There you go. Amy, sorted. Take that and run with it for your Done. wedding, Amy. There you go. 13 years in the making and it's all coming down to a barrel on a hill. <laughs> That was Tim and Jess's podcast.